what is that? A little tomato juice? No, they're called Spindrift. They're just like sparkling water with nine calories and six percent juice. Spindrift? You're drinking yeah. something called Spindrift. Yeah, you get them at Costco. That sounds like a ride at a theme park. I take that ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott. Oh, yeah. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. How in the hell are you, my friend? Dude, it is hot. Summer is officially here. You I'm, are not wrong. I know. I'm I'm in the house now because the shop is just straight fucked with Oh, just... you poor baby. <laughs> the AC. Oh, it's fucking hot out there. We actually and... had a uh, we actually had a relatively cold day yesterday. It just it was like 56 and rainy all day. Oh but wow! Every day prior to that was in the uh-huh. 90s. So yesterday oh, was a welcome day. Today is nice and cool because that cold front just kind of hung around overnight. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a nice day to be out in the shop forging. It wasn't too ridiculously hot. But let me tell you, I went to mm-hmm. the blacksmith mm-hmm. gathering was in Reynoldsville, PA. I kept saying Ohio. I don't know why the hell I thought it was in Ohio, but anyway. No, you said it was in upstate PA. You yeah, said that several I thought, times. I don't know. I was getting my shit mixed up. But anyway, it was in Reynoldsville, PA. Now, this guy, Bob, that advertised this thing, he basically started it right in the height of COVID last year. Okay. And promoted it. Last year, it wasn't anything. There was maybe 40 of us that showed up the whole weekend. Ten guys when I got there on Thursday <laughs> sitting in a field. And I'm like, what the hell am I? Where, where the hell am I? So I wasn't expecting much much for this year. But let mm-hmm. me tell you. Kind of like was, a repeat of last year? Yes. And it was totally not that. So I guess he had a year to advertise it. People were tired of sitting in their house because of COVID. And this was a fucking banger of a show. What? It was awesome. There was probably 40 dealers there. I say dealers. Guys selling shit. Um, <laughs> dealers. There was probably... Uh, 10 different vendors set up, like actual businesses. I was there what? on behalf of uh, Broadback. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It was but, awesome. But businesses were showing? I thought this was just going to be like some schlep No, this was like. Going around in a field, just banging on shit. No, there was a bunch of uh, bunch of companies there. Blacksmith Supply was there. Hoffman Ambles was there. Coal Ironworks was there. Um, geez, there was, was, a, uh, yeah. was what's, uh, David Gard. Good Gardella. David Della Good. Gardell. No, he was not there. But how do you uh, pronounce that name so quickly? David Della Gardell. Um, there was uh, Nathan who runs Coal Ironworks, mm-hmm. uh, who's pretty much the face of the whole thing. He was there with a gentleman by the name of Philip, who's Mother Bear Forge on Instagram. Basically, well, me and Philip are brothers, and he's just a hundred pounds lighter than me. <laughs> so he's like, so he's way he's better looking. Skinny little hippie guy, and he was me and him just hit it off. Our booths were set up next to each other under this pavilion in the woods, uh-huh. and we had a blast banger of a weekend. It was so much fun. People were coming to the booths. They were forging stuff on the coal ironworks press, and they come over to the grinders and use the grinders. We just had fun. We were up till 
12, 1, 2 a.m. every morning, a bunch of guys just hanging out in their pavilion, forging stuff. It was amazing. Listen, motherfucker. It's so I don't much want, fun. I don't want you giving me shit about doing these fucking acts. This wasn't, a, and- this wasn't all, a bunch of guys in a tent. <laughs> we were actually on 600 acres. And, okay. uh, yeah, it was beautiful. So it was actually on 600 acres Good with grief. three three locations. So they had a big, giant open field with a stage and food vendors and everybody tailgating and selling stuff. Then what? They had, yeah, then they had a spot up in the woods with a demonstrator in the woods and a bunch of other people selling stuff and camping. And basically, you could either camp or get a hotel. We we opted to get a hotel because my ass. Oh camp, yeah. And it was hot as hell, so mm-hmm. it was like sweaty man great. meat. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, a bunch of people camped, and then we were in the lower section, which it actually worked out because our spot got screwed up when we got there. But um, we ended up getting a spot in the woods, which was great because we were under a pavilion. We were under shade cover. Oh yeah, of that's the trees. Nice. Yeah. And all the guys out in the field fucking roasted the whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They just cooked. And me and uh, Ben was the other guy that was with me. Ben's from Fiery Ice Forge on Instagram. Ben, that was the first show that Ben had been to like that in that setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's never been to a shitty show. <laughs> no, he he had never hung out all weekend at something like that. Okay. In, in the in the context that we were there to work, pretty much, we were repping Broadbeck and. Ben went there, and he didn't know what to expect, and by the first day, Ben was in bed by 9 o'clock. Oh, <laughs> 9 o'clock? And he was like, how late do you guys plan on going? I said, these things go well into the night, buddy. Just go ahead and hit the hay. Oh, my we'll God. Up, we'll meet up in the morning and set back up and everything, but as the weekend progressed, uh, he stayed up later and later. But, yeah, it was a super, super good time. So they advertised it as the Blacksmith Gathering 2021. He was also advertising it as Smithstock which is like oh, a playoff pretty of clever. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, it actually puts you in mind of Smithstock because there were hippies there. There were people camping. There was live music. There was a DJ. Um, it was a freaking awesome time. So anybody that watched my stories, I could only take, you know, you, you don't want to sit on your phone the entire time mm-hmm. when you're at one of these things, but I can't yeah, actually want to be videos. present. Yeah. 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 So um, for anybody who was thinking about going, this past year, you missed out on a really, really good show. Some guys drove, got up really early in the morning, two or th- three o'clock in the morning, drove five, six hours there just to hang out for the day, and then good turned around grief. and left at midnight that night. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. Just, there was a bunch of people that just. Please came tell down me the they day. weren't just there to see your ugly ass. Please no. Don't. Speaking of, <laughs> there was a lot of guys there. That were oh fans of the God. podcast. Your I head's getting bigger. Your head's getting bigger. And they said that your head actually isn't that big in person. Well, Roy must all... just Roy must be a tiny, tiny man. And I said <laughs> that is exactly right. So you for those of you guys listening that came up to me and said you guys were fans of the show, and one guy was even screaming, the action iron pot, which I thought was funny as hell. I had no oh. idea who you were. But thank you for listening. I can't remember any of your names. But uh, what was super refreshing was we were sitting on the picnic tables. They had a nice section to just chill and hang out. And these guys were coming up, and we were just shooting the shit. And the one guy says, you are exactly like you are on the podcast. He said, it's so weird that I was listening to your show on the ride up. And then I meet you in person, and you're exactly the same way you are at a show. (laughs) 
because <laughs> these guys were walking up to me and I'd start shooting the shit with them or making yeah. fun of them. Like as they were walking up to me, I'm like, Oh, here comes the knife maker boys. Like I get to <laughs> oh, spot them a mile away. So yeah, I'm so for those of you that are wondering, I am a jackass in real life, just like it's I true. am on the show. It's true. So um, I don't pull any punches. I'm, I'm as real as they get. So yeah, it was a very good time. We had a bunch of now, real what life they, what positive they, what, feedback about the show, which was crazy to me, which was humbling. And thank you very much to again all you guys out there that are listening. Thank you, thank you. And what the listeners don't know is that in the room that you're sitting in right now, there is a huge live life love banner behind oh you yes i have with sconces i have inspirational quotes all around this room actually it's it's very inspiring yeah um seriously but um, um, but i can't believe that there were that many people in so, the middle like was it close to a town like it was not like, close to a town so the closest yeah, it's like town 600 acres yeah that was, was in du bois which was about du bois pennsylvania which was about 20 minutes away that was where civilization was and civilization really wasn't civilization because literally the entire town shuts down at nine o'clock you can't get a burger you can't get gas you can't get shit so every night we were looking for a place to eat luckily on the grounds um i can't remember the name of the company but it was a local group Uh of men and women that came out and they cooked for us the whole weekend what and they made some amazing food yeah so was this a free they event? Got, well, like, what, no, no, no. What? So it cost 10 bucks to get in, and then you had to pay for um, parking, and I think it was $20 if you wanted to camp for the weekend. So it was super cheap. And, the entire uh, weekend? Like, yeah. So, yep. so like 30 bucks all in, food, Pretty much, yeah. camping. No, no, no. Food food cost. Food cost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah. No. they. So to give you an idea of the size of this thing, I told you before it was about 40 of us the entire weekend and 10 uh-huh. guys on the first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, so you had to sign a waiver before you came on the grounds, hot metal, you know, people were, there was a throwing, uh, there was an axe throwing spot set up. There was a knife throwing spot set up. Idiots abound. Yeah. Idiots abound. And they had 2000 waivers the first day and they ran out that evening and they had to print another 4,000. No, come on. Yeah. So this was just Thursday and we hadn't even gotten to Friday or Saturday yet. What? Yeah. There was a lot of people there. It was a great, great event. And, um, the guy Bob that runs it, uh, I don't think he listens to podca- podcasts. I don't probably even think not. Bob. Bob probably barely has the internet, but That's fair. Um, he advertised. But he's got it Facebook. On, he advertised it on Facebook, so the crowd was a little older, which was fine. But it was uh, it was a kick ass show. Guys came from Michigan, California, Washington State, uh, Kentucky, Ohio. You're kidding? Like you're yeah. you're pulling my leg, right? No, they didn't come from Washington. Yeah, a couple guys came from Washington. What the fuck? Yeah. I haven't, I, so I you know what they did? They the, the guys that the one one guy in particular I've known. He's he goes to all the shows around the country. He buys tools, puts them on a pallet at the show, and then gets pays whoever's running the show. In this case, it was Bob to take that pallet of tools to YRC Freight Company and ship them back to his house. So then he and he resells on the West Coast. Okay. Because tools didn't make it. Blacksmith tools didn't really make it out to the West Coast. They hit the center of the country, and that was about it. Yeah. So we were talking. Fuck the mountains. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Basically, it was weight, right? So they didn't need it to get the rest of the way. I'm not going over there. Yeah. So I told him, uh, we we got to talk, and he's like, you're Chris Cash. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've heard your name 
in so many different circles, yada, yada, yada. And this is an older fella. Yeah. And I says, yeah. Completely I said, disappointed. On- <laughs> I said, uh, about half of my customers are California and Oregon. And he goes, that's funny because those are all my customers. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, Competitor number one. No, not at all. Not at all. Because what? We, we were selling um, two different things. So he was shipping anvils and tongs and hammers to those people. Okay. But he didn't, he didn't mess with vices. And he's like, oh, okay. you're the guy on the East Coast that all my guys get their vices from. And I was like, I'm that guy. And then he made the association. Then we started talking about people that we knew on the West Coast. And it turned mm-hmm. out. We were very good friends with people that a whole bunch of common yeah a whole bunch of common people on the West Coast so yeah Um, so speaking of vices talk to me you said that uh, Phil was going to go to the show did he end up making it you bring the big freaking huge vice so for Phil we're talking about is anvils at Phil's anvils and antiques on Instagram if you're not following go follow him he he always posts really nice tools it's not always just blacksmithing stuff. It's so the Phil, nicest tools ever. Yeah, and Phil's really well known on eBay. He sells really, really nice shit, whether it be axes or anvils or vices or what have you. But um, Phil lives up near Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. in a town called Lockport, I believe. But he he made the drive down. He brought an enclosed trailer filled with tools. And, of course, it was the nicest of the nice. And, yes, uh, Roy is talking about a 420-pound, 10-inch jawed English pattern leg vice. That is nuts. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Absolutely nuts. So so he brought it for the simple fact that he said, pictures don't do this justice. So he put yeah. pictures of it on his, on his Instagram. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six foot, 230. And when I saw this thing. You're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this thing, it made me feel tiny. So Roy see over the top of the jaws of this box. Give me a booster seat. Yeah, he needed a booster seat just to twist the handle. But anyway, the, the so the handle shit. the handle, um, I think Phil said it was like thirty four inches long, so it's almost three foot long. Just the handle oh my to God. loosen and tighten it. Yeah, the lead screw is two and a half inches thick. And the thing is Jeez. Yeah, the thing is immaculate. It's uh the largest English style vice that anybody's ever seen. And so uh, is there a maker stamp on it? Is it, there is not, but it is, it has got all the callings of, of uh, Peter Wright, which was a very big uh, Uh vice and anvil maker. Um, But yeah, it has all the, all the, uh, you know, aesthetics that a Peter Wright had. So yeah, he wanted everybody to see it. And I got, look at my shit. Look at my shit. Yeah. And everybody got a bunch of photos with it and it was amazing. It's always great to see Phil. I love Phil. Phil's a great guy. And he He brings the guy. He brought about 10 Wilton vices, and I think he had two left by the end of the day. What? Listen, if you're yeah. – do you think he listens to the show? Probably not. Phil does not. Phil doesn't even – he barely hey, knows Phil, how to text message. motherfucker. He barely knows how to text. <laughs> He's not listening to a podcast. <laughs> but he also brought a um, – have you ever seen a hydraulic Wilton bullet? Yes. Yeah, he brought I one have. of those. He brought one of those as well. So it's like a bullet, but it has the big additional cylinder on the yep. back of it. Yep. Yeah. So those things are pretty expensive. I, I found uh, there was. Well, one he in- had one without the actual foot pedal or the pump or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was just the vice. And he ended up selling it for like 400 bucks, I think. Somebody, somebody had to have it. But everything he had was pristine. He doesn't bring junk to any of the shows. There's no rust on anything he's got. Yeah. He sets up a very nice display. Um, he was actually set up next to a buddy of mine named Steve, who's also from upstate New York. 
and he's the guy that I bought the Bradley strap hammer from. Um, so basically I got to hang out with those guys all weekend. It was great to see them. And there was a ton of other people that yeah. obviously I know and run in the same circles that were all there. So it was just a stellar killer. Amazing. That sounds weekend. amazing. Music was except great. Food except was for great. you being there. I mean, I I'm know, sure you like brought the whole fucking mood down. <laughs> no, I didn't at all. It was fun. It was kept, kept it lively the entire time. Shout out to Ben. Ben was my partner. Ben, Ben's yeah. a fan of the podcast. He loves the show. Ben from Fire Ice Forge, he was my partner the entire weekend, and we absolutely crushed what we were there to do. So it was fun. And he's the guy, like, early early bedtime guy? Yeah, he was the early (laughs) bedtime. Well, he wasn't used to it. He did did eventually. I think he stayed up till 11 one night. But the rest of us were up to, like, uh, you know, 12, 31, 2 o'clock, and then back up it. But by the end of, uh, I believe it was by the end of Saturday night, we were Mm -hmm. both, like, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm over <laughs> one, it. One, it was super freaking hot, mm-hmm. and there was, like, no air blowing. which was just stagnant, and, which is unusual for up there. It's usually cooler, but it ended up being sure. really, really hot. We drank a lot of freaking water, and, um, no, it was, a, it was a super good time. So anybody thinking about the show or seen it on Facebook, I know a lot of people just came that were uninterested in blacksmithing that just wanted to come hang out because they saw it advertised the entire year and they just thought it looked like a cool event. So I met tons of people. That's really cool then. Yeah. They weren't even in the blacksmithing. They could care less. They just wanted to come hang out and just see what, what it was all about. So I got to talk to a bunch of people like that as well. So, so like day one beginners where they just playing around, you guys have like some demo stuff and just like fucking around all day. So Nate pretty much let anybody, Nate and uh, Philip, well, Philip was there before Nate. They, they came from Indiana for anybody who doesn't know coal ironworks is located in Indiana. Mm -hmm. So they drove about, I think seven and a half, eight hours there. And Philip pretty much just let everybody have at it. They had a CNC controlled coal ironworks press, which is a prototype. Yeah, How so did what you it, all have electricity out there in the middle of a fucking field? So Bob, uh, he rigged it all up. He got he brought an electrician in, spent a ton of money to get all this electricity brought in for us. Golly! So, yeah, we had we had two twenty and one ten outlets everywhere, and um, don't get me wrong, wow. the lights were dimming every time we turned <laughs> something on, but we had the ability to turn stuff on. Um, Man, yeah, they had a they had a prototype press out there, which. I'm not a super press guy. I had fun playing on it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. my thing. I'm a power hammer guy. Everybody knows that. But um, they brought a CNC controlled press out there. So basically, you set the parameters, and the press would only go so far, and mm-hmm. then it would retract on its own as well. So think of it as a uh, slow power hammer. Yeah. So if you wanted to drift something, or if you wanted to fuller something, it would do it all on its own just by pushing the pedal one time. So that was cool to see. It's an expensive ass unit, but it was cool to see. <laughs> That's some high tech shit right there. Yeah, so that he told me that setup was about fourteen thousand bucks. Well, yeah, and then they brought um, four other presses, and they ended up selling out of them. Wow. So, yeah, That's it was a really, pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it was a really and, good show. Hey, um, speaking of Bradley strap hammers, did you see what uh, Hoffman? I did. Today? So that's almost the identical hammer. We it's to the point where I was looking at it going, is that the hammer I just finished? <laughs> really? It, oh yeah, it was like dead nuts exact hammer, which is he, odd because that is a super weird size to have. But yeah, what a beautiful hammer he got. He was gushing over that thing. Oh, those hammers, man. I tell you what, that's on my that was on my top three of regrets mm-hmm. of selling. Yeah, that was like that hammer stellar. He got a super, super nice one too. You know, ours 
the one that me and Mike did took a lot. Like mm-hmm. we had to basically tear the entire thing down to bare minimum and then put it all back together with new parts and stuff. It looks like Liam got one in original condition, like ready to go. Yeah. So congrats to him. And uh, that big motor pedestal too, with that big so cool. brass bronze, yeah, switch yeah, or whatever. Very cool. Golly. So I guess he got rid of his Anyang too. Oh. Brought in the brought in the brought in the American iron. Thank God. <laughs> so yeah. But I didn't know that um, it had that much control. I really wish he would have had like a piece of uh, hot metal because he was like, it's almost comical whenever this thing is like full bore, just like. Yeah. Yeah. But like the amount of control that he was showing just on that short, you know, Instagram clip, like holy shit, man. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that in the shop this morning. Me and Matt were. So. uh, So is it is it back on your list of things to uh, reacquire? If we ever, so we, so that size is good, but it's not like great. I want to get a, I want something in the like 250 range. So they made that hammer all the way up to 250 pound falling weight. The frame size went up. I think it weighs 8,000 pounds right around there. Don't quote me on that, but it's heavy. It's a lot heavier. He, he said his was like 40 or something like that? Uh, 50. 50, so okay. 50, yeah. So that hammer weighs like 3,200 pounds. So, Jeez Louise. Yeah, so they go – so the bigger the head weight gets, the bigger the frame gets, the bigger sure, the body yeah. gets. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, if I – shout out to anybody listening. Shameless-ass <laughs> plug. If uh, you know where there's a Bradley strap hammer that's large, because I want a big one, um, or a Helve hammer, which is the one, the style that Matt has with the big log on it, I'd love to have one of those as well, a bigger version of those. Those are the two hammers we're actually looking for right now. So so for people like me who have no idea about power hammers and costs and stuff, so yeah. like just your estimate, what do you think uh, that one that Liam has, what do you think, like just value, not what he paid, just like value, street value. Um, I know exactly what the street value is on that. Oh shit! There's a story here. No, not at all. Uh, those are ten. Those are ten thousand dollar hammers. Oh okay. Yeah, and then they go up from there. Now that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm paying for one of those. Yeah, like your eyes are getting all shifty. Like I don't know what to say here. I don't know. No, not at all. Not at all. No, that's that's ten thousand dollar hammer. They're super rare in that size. It doesn't take up a whole lot of room. You saw, everybody saw it in the video. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go back on my Instagram as well when we were restoring that thing. You can see how tiny the body is and everything. Mm-hmm. And for the ma- amount of mass you get, I mean, it's 3,200 pounds, and it doesn't even take up like a three-by-three three square, you know? Yeah. Not not counting the motor mount. I'm just talking about the actual body of the hammer. So, yeah, they're pretty uncommon to find. So, yeah, they're pretty valuable, and they're sought after. And when you find them in great shape, you, mm-hmm. you pay you for pay them. up. Yeah. yeah. The one I found was 3000 bucks and it was in terrible condition. It right. needed a, a 100% you all, restoration. Yeah, you all put a ton of work into that. Yeah. Thing. We put it, basically every single part on it, except for the dies was brand new. Wow. So, yeah. I remember all your, the badges and stuff on that looked beautiful. Yeah. When you were done. Yeah. Those are beautiful hammers. They're, they're sought after though. People are actively looking for them, but if anybody knows, uh, of one sitting in somebody's driveway, cause I've gotten that call before, but the mm-hmm. hammer that I'm talking about after we put the video up on YouTube of us going to get the hell of hammer, this guy hit me up on Instagram was like, my neighbor has one sitting outside for the oh, last shit. 25 years. And he sent me a photo of it and it was like way too far gone. Mm-hmm. Um, where it would need a complete 
complete everything, probably new parts, fabricate yeah. a bunch of shit. But um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah, those hammers are sick. Congrats, I think it's kind of congrats to Liam. Uh, he's yeah, the right, he's definitely the right guy for that. So well, I thought it was kind of cool that he's. I mean, again, just kind of ignorant. Me being ignorant about power hammers and like you would and think that. Yeah, it's true. Um, the getting rid of this big monstrosity Ang Yang, you think it's like the top of the line, and then he has this American Nazel, which is like way fucking cooler. And then he gets this small hammer to yeah. do like one-off custom pieces. I could see him like doing crazy freaking knives and stuff on yeah. there. Just like, like hmm, I don't feel like making that. Or like he's got his production, like Nathan's running shit, and he's like, I'm just going to crank out a cool knife right now. And yeah. Like it's it's yeah. fucking like everything about it's pretty fucking perfect. It's awesome, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things, those things run like sewing machines. I mean, as you can see from the video. I well, it's like I wanted to see him fucking like crank let that it thing rip because I yeah. was it, it looked just like a tattoo, like a huge tattoo that's gun. Basically, machine. yeah, basically that's what it is. Yeah, it even has that kind of shape to it. It too, really yeah. does. Yep. It really does. Um, and the more That's you really think cool about though. like the tattoo machines run off of like rubber bands, yep. right? And this mm-hmm. thing runs off of straps, yep. like nylon straps. It was so cool so, seeing it. Yeah. Those things are badass. Hopefully I find another one. I want a big one though. There's a guy down the street that has a big one, but he doesn't want to sell it. It's a beautiful hammer too. Really? Relatively close to me. Yeah. So, but yeah, moving on, moving on. What else um, is up with you? Oh, blade show. Yeah. For those of you that. Uh, we're asking and bitching about me. I'm not going. I'm actually going to stay local because um, we have a really great show coming up for the blacksmiths out there. The name Wally Yater. You've probably heard Yater Swage Blocks um, and uh, a couple other guys. My friend Aaron Ayler, who I speak about a lot. They have just redid the entire blacksmith shop at the Western Maryland Blacksmith Guild, and they are going to have an event June 5th that is a public event from 10 to 2. They'll be camping, live music, demonstrators, all that. It's probably not going to be a Smith stock, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, hit me up on Instagram if you're curious about the event. I'll give you all the details. It'll be an all day long thing. I will be there all day, morning tonight, helping out. And Signing autographs. No, there's going to be a ton of great blacksmiths there. You'll have a chance to, if you've ever heard Wally's name, everybody thinks Wally's dead. He is very much alive. You oh my God, out. really? Yeah, because he's been alive forever. Wally's oh, like uh, 89 Jesus. years old and everybody thinks that this guy that made all these great blacksmith tools back in the 60s and 70s is no longer here. He is alive and well and lives a mile up the street from me. And um, I've wow, even heard guys irony. say that at auction. When his, his swage blocks bring big money. So a swage mm-hmm. block, Roy's looking at me like deer in the headlights. Headlights is a big block of cast iron with pass-through holes, and it. it's used for blacksmithing. I've had guys at auction buying his blocks. His blocks are the most expensive blocks on the market. They're super sought after, really nice. They bring about $1,800 a piece. And there's a okay. set of two that go together, $3,600. You know. But anyway – Guys at auction have said to me, man, I got a set of Wally's blocks. It's a shame that guy died. And I'm like, <laughs> he lives right up the street from me. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, I've had that happen before. But anyway, yeah, uh, Western Maryland Guild, Blacksmith Blacksmith Guild, uh, demonstrators, June 5th, all day. Come hang out, live music, all that great stuff. Again, I'll be there. You can DM me. I'll give you more information on how to get there. Any of you guys that aren't going to Blade, and you want to come to a cool event, this will be an awesome, awesome event. And the shop is amazing. 
top-notch, high-level, beautiful, beautiful shop. Well, um, it's really I'm gonna cool miss that you. all the, I'm going to yeah, miss you, buddy. Well, I'm, that's what I'm I was going to say. I, you, gonna... I seen a tear forming. Holy fuck, come You're on. You're mad because I just told you <laughs> to, along with the listeners. <laughs> well, it sounds like a really cool event. It's just um, – it's just – it's just unfortunate that it's during Blade Show, um, but I get it. I mean, yeah, bladesmiths aren't necessarily bladesmiths aren't blacksmiths, and blacksmiths yeah. aren't bladesmiths. Exactly. So I so. was more or less going to shake hands and hang out and all that shit anyway. I wasn't going to like demonstrate or work a booth with anybody right. or, you know. But uh, go say hi to my guys because they'll have a booth set up. Roy will have a booth set up. A bunch of my friends will have a booth set up. So go say hi to Matt and Ilya. Go hang out with them. Go give them shit. And, um, yeah, go say hi to Roy and please give him shit and go yeah, see, really. um, how tiny of a man he really is oh, in person. <laughs> oh, <you> motherfucker. <laughs> Look behind his booth. Cause chances are he's standing on phone books or steps <laughs> or something. They still make phone books. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. They're like, what do people cut now? And the cut demonstrations, they do like, uh, catalogs and shit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so I'm. I'm working on three pieces. I just finished the uh, the skull axe from uh, Evan the engra- the hand engraver. Just so got it. I know that that thing is sold. Right. But will people be able to see it at your booth? The the guy that bought it was nice enough to say I want I want you to be able to display it. Sweet. Uh, I was like, are you going to Blade? And he was like, yeah, I am. And I was like. Awesome. I will I will hand deliver it to you at Blade Show. And he's like, no, just hang on to it. I want everyone to see it at the booth. And then whenever it's over, you can just ship it to me. So I don't know. I, you know, first awesome. time customer, first yeah. time customer. Um, I can't wait to meet him. We did. Evan did some really cool shirts just for the show. I ordered like 10 of them or something. The liquid death fucking. Oh, yeah. Melted, melting skull <laughs> shirt. So, yeah, we were a little tense on like because. It's named at like clearly it's yeah. named after that water. I didn't know right. that fucking water was named Liquid Death, and <laughs> which, is, which is a bizarre <laughs> name for water. Uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> I know. And it's got a like a melty sugar skull type ish thing on there, yeah. but whatever. So I got a couple shirts. Um, I just ordered a thousand fucking stickers today. I'm gonna have my Dude, shirts for sale. Stickers are like crack in our community oh dude, i brought ridiculous so i brought 50 to this show and i kept them tight guarded mm-hmm. i had i had maybe eight left and i wasn't i, I was like when people come up like oh you got stick- oh they're in my truck when well, my truck you like, line like, sack of shit i did dude because i was running out so fast the first day i was like yeah. i can't keep giving stickers away so um by the end of the day though i was like if you want a sticker just whisper and i'll I'll get you Don't let anybody see me passionate. Dude, my wife's been to events with me before where people have walked up to her, knew that she was my wife, and they were oh like, Oh my God. You got any stickers? Yeah. She asked me the first event she went to. She's like, What is with these guys and their stickers? I'm like, Everybody wants stickers. She's like, This guy walked up to me and was like, Do you know if Chris wants stickers? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. But, no, no, so uh, the, the first played show I went to with Brandon. I, yeah. I ran out of stickers the first fucking, like, within a couple of hours, the first fucking day. Right. And I, di- I didn't have any business cards, so I was just like, just go to VintageAxeWorks.com. Just, just, vintage, just Google it. But Google. Google. So I got fucking thousand stickers. I probably have, Sweet. like, 400 here or something, too. So I'm going to have so, a 
Is your what? work like done for there? Are you still no. working on stuff no, up, I'm, to, up to the day of? Well, I'm work. I I'm so I just finished Evan's axe today. I just hung oh, okay. it, oiled Sweet. it all up. So and it looks. Oh, fucking, I bet you did. Yeah, I did. Can't wait to uh, see the video. No, I didn't video it. I didn't <laughs> what? Video it. No, I didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's it's not. It's you know the. Listen, motherfucker. The reason. <laughs> go ahead and say it. If I'll you fucking... want to see me oiling an axe, just go look at the last hundred videos I've done. No, that's not what I was going to say, fuckface. I was going to say, the real reason that the fucking oil reveal videos are, were a thing is because the oil shows, it fucking pops the grain out. Yeah. And this is just a fucking black handle. Yeah, oh, it, looked, it, it looked better. Oh, you did like one of those murdered out handles like yeah. you did on the Black Ravens before. Yep. Okay. So black handle, black wood. That was a black leather. One Evan did. That was a single bit, right? Yeah, single bit jersey. Yeah, okay. Right uh, on. Unmarked wood slasher for all the axe nerds out there. Is that like a uh, big head? Because it looks big in the pictures. It's standard, probably three and a half pounds. Oh, okay. No, that's but pretty it, big, isn't it? That's that. That's like average across the board. Well, how um, come when I told you I made three pound axe, you were like, God dang? Because. Well, one, you're terrible at making axes, and two, <laughs> most people that make axes start off like with making ones? hatchets. Yeah. Oh, no. I go fucking big. Make I guess big so. Shit. You yeah. know, I've told you this. I think we've talked about it before. The bigger something is, the easier it is to make. Oh, yeah. I remember you yeah, saying that. Yeah, because the smaller something gets, the more of pain in the ass it is. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to order 10-pound hammers from me to all these people that were bitching at me at the show about how, when I'm going to start making hammers again, I'm not! <laughs> you can start. You can order some 10-pound hammers. I'll gladly make some giant hammers for you. But. So I just um, – so I was, I was gone all weekend long. I went down to Gatlinburg with my buddy. Um, and, oh, I, here's an interesting thing. I went to bed Friday night, okay? It was a log cabin in the middle of the uh-huh. woods. Uh, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If anyone, if you haven't been there, I didn't know that's where you go because that's where Amy goes. My wife and her sister go to Gatlinburg, and they uh-huh. get a cabin in the middle of the woods. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's so funny that the woods are filled with all kinds of random trash. Yep. Because mm-hmm. the bears just yeah. drag trash into the woods. Well, there's so many. I I went there in 1998. Jesus so Christ, I was in second grade. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, fuckhead. No, um, <laughs> um, and so here we are, twenty-something years later. Yeah. And it has grown so fucking much. Yeah. Like it's. So whenever I went, my buddy was like, "Oh yeah, a coworker talked to me, and she said uh, it's like a redneck Las Vegas." And I was like, right. "No, it's not. Yeah, there's a little strip. You know, it's." You know, four lanes going through Gatlinburg. Right. And uh, we get into Pigeon Forge, which is the town right before Gatlinburg. And holy shit. It's I didn't even know Ripley's Believe It or Not bullshit was still around. Everything is like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah. And there's like dinosaurs coming out of a building and right. fucking go-karts over here. Just like total fucking redneck Las Vegas. And I could not fucking believe it. But we get in we get into into town and we get our cabin and it's again it's outside of town a little bit up in the woods and go to bed on friday night and i hear this noise i don't know if you can hear that yeah yeah yeah. i'm laying down and i was like and josh was uh sleeping in the room uh the loft above me and i was like josh come down here am i fucking going crazy can you hear this noise 
And I was like, fucking put my head against the ear, and it got louder and louder and louder. You put your head against the ear? I mean, my ear against the fucking wall. (laughs) Shut up. You know what I'm fucking saying? (sighs) I put my ear against the wall, and I'm like, I I can't fucking sleep here. Like, What was it? So the next morning, I was like, there has to be fucking, like, this thing is getting eaten alive by termites. Okay. And uh, we walked outside, and there were all of these fucking carpenter bees just eating this cabin alive. Oh, yeah, because it was probably pine or something. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were holes everywhere. There was sawdust, like, yep. like all these little, yeah, you know. Yeah, that happens oh. to my, the, the front of my shop doors are pine. Yeah. And they just, like, swish cheese that shit. Like, as soon as Seriously. it starts to get warm, yep. those things come out. And then they, they kind of disappear towards the middle of summer and stuff. But I don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing. If they're they're probably laying their eggs or something in the beginning of spring. Right. But, um, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's sawdust. It looks like somebody sit there with a drill all yep. day. All day yeah. long. But yeah. I could not believe that I could hear them crawling and crunching. They don't eat the wood. Wait, they're just going that, in. Was it that quiet in there? I gotta yeah, was, have like it, I gotta have like a fan, dude. There's no way I can sleep in dead silence. Like a when fart first, fan. Like no, <laughs> when we first bought our house out here, because there's like no street lights out here. There's no yeah. traffic. There's no door slamming. There's nothing like that. And we lived in an apartment for ten years, dude. The first night we bought this house, yeah. I, I still had the apartment too. We tried sleeping here. You could hear like a pin drop in the yeah, middle, yeah. Of it. and I was like, I can't do this. We so oh we literally God. got up at midnight. <laughs> Holy shit. Back to the apartment because we were used to cars pulling in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors slamming, people talking, you know, and you would just sleep right through that shit. We Mm -hmm. came out here, dude, I can't sleep in dead quiet. It just wigs me out. I don't know why I get freaked out. I'm like, not that something like the boogeyman's going to get me, but it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is such a thing as too quiet. <laughs> I, well, you know what I mean? Well, the, well, the, it was clearly that quiet to be able to hear yeah. bees, yeah, you in, heard the bees fucking, in the wood. Yeah, in the wood. That's crazy. It just freaked That's me out. Crazy. So what did you guys do? Just hang out and have another sausage fest? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you told me this is the same guy you went to Montana fishing with, right? Yeah. That guy, you went hiking and all that? You guys did like mm-hmm. that two-week trip? Yeah. So what'd you do in Tennessee? Hike up in the mountains in Gatlinburg? Um, we so we did the strip thing uh, the first day, and it takes all fucking day. And we didn't even go in nearly any of the shops. And there's like right. moon, moonshine stuff, wine yeah, yeah, yeah. side. And and I'm not I'm like I'm not drinking right now. So right. he he was doing all that stuff and having you know and there's just all sorts of fun restaurants and bullshit like yeah, Trotsky yeah, yeah. fucking shit. So we did that. Friday and then Saturday we went into the park and I did not know this, but Smoky Mountain National Park is actually uh, fee free, so you can go in there. It doesn't cost anything, oh, okay. which is very abnormal for a uh, a uh, national park. National park, uh, yeah. Because at one time before the the park was actually given to the government, it was all privately owned, and a stipulation for giving it to the federal government was that it, they it had cannot, to be free. It had to be free. Ah, so we drove up to the top of uh, it's called Newfound Gap, and then went to Klingman's Dome. And there's a little trail that walk that it's like it's a half mile trail, but it's like a 45 degree fucking paved trail. And we were giving each other shit, like, "Come on, fatty, keep up, motherfucker!" Oh yeah, so you guys (laughs) did some hiking stuff. 
on a on a paved trail like yeah, half yeah. mile up half mile back and there's a gotcha. big overlook and stuff and then we went on this this area if anyone knows smoky mountain fucking park it's cades cove and cades cove is like it it takes 20 miles to get back there and then i think it's like a 12 or 14 or something mile loop that's One where fu- that's where babies are made Babies yeah, are made back in Cades. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about that. So <laughs> we, we're on this. We made a baby. No, <laughs> we fucking. We're okay. Dry, yep. It's uh-huh. it's single lane. Okay, uh-huh. and you're on it, and you can't get off. Okay. okay? There there are there's one fucking like one way in, off. one way out. One way in, one way out. But there's one bypass. Okay. There's like one jump off point, and it's forever up. Gotcha. And there are signs everywhere. If you're going slow, pull the fuck over. Let people by. Okay. Speed limit 20 miles an hour. Dude, we were hours deep in this fucking drive. What? Hours. And we are stopped doing nothing. 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 In the blasting sun. What was it? No, we don't know. Uh, we don't fucking know. It's probably could, some, somebody taking literally, a picture. We could literally see cars lined up for miles, and then wow. we could see the cutoff. I'm like, if we can just get to the cutoff, I, fuck this Cades Co. shit. You just want to turn we, around. Yeah. And there was a there was a fucking there was a convertible in front of us. And there was a young guy, young girl. And oh, she's yeah. just she's just all being dumb. She's oh, sitting yeah. on the back seat and looking and smiling. They were going to Cades Cove. Yeah. So yep. she's in the front seat and then she disappears. And then she comes back up and she is looking right at me and Josh. And we're like, what the fuck did you just do? Are you, are you? <laughs> they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to get the Cage Cove. So they just, they got it done right there. I could not believe it. But oh, like, what, what the fuck? Again. Like, there was nowhere, like, to nowhere, be you, again. like, completely stuck in fucking traffic. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's fun. Um, probably won't I, go back. I went there one time. I drove through. I was actually funny all this shit goes back together i was driving to ben snoor's house and i had to go to gatlinburg to drop a vice off that needed to go to florida because i thought the further south i go the cheaper it would be right for the save okay. the guy some money on shipping so i go to the gatlinburg ups which is seven and a half hours south of me and this vice has to go to florida well where i live it was 160 dollars to ship the vice when I got to Gatlinburg, it was $160 to ship <laughs> So for anybody wondering, if you want to drive something halfway there, because Florida was only another, you know, whatever, 10 hours south to where it had to go. And, uh, yeah, the price didn't change. But anyway, I remember going to Gatlinburg and driving through and saw all the helicopter tours. Oh, dude, it is so, so commercial. One helicopter tour in particular stood out to me. Oh, shit. And it said, helicopter tours, $5. Now, what? a helicopter tour doesn't sound like it should cost $5. <laughs> now, if it does, that's probably not the helicopter tour you want to go on. <laughs> they might have scrimped on a few things. Yeah, they might they might be cutting a few corners that they can afford to take off Jesus. and land for $5 and put your ass in the seat and drive you around. Now, I've been on a helicopter tour in Myrtle Beach that was mm-hmm. $75 and it was about you lift off you go over the ocean and you come back and you land it's all of 5 minutes long for 75 wow. bucks so and I didn't know that at the time so don't go on the $5 helicopter tour in Gatlinburg because they probably cut a couple corners and you know the guy 
that's flying the helicopter may or may not have all his teeth. And <laughs> hell, he might not have all his limbs for five dollars. <laughs> Dude. But yeah, that's that was my experience in Gatlinburg of the twenty minutes I was there, and then I hightailed it the rest of the way south. That is really dumb to drive it to Gatlinburg. Why didn't you well, go to Knoxville? I was meeting somebody in southern Tennessee right on the Georgia uh, border. My buddy, Tennessee Troy. I don't know Troy's last name. Troy's about a 78-year-old man. He's a blacksmith tool dealer. Mm-hmm. And I was meeting him in southern Tennessee on my way there. So I was like, oh, I'll stop in Gatlinburg, and then I'll go see my buddy Troy while I'm making my way on to Texas. And um, But yeah. Tennessee is such a long ass state. Holy it is long. shit. From what? Yeah. So when I come from east Maryland, to west. east to west, man, holy yeah. man, that'll kick your ass. Yeah. But I like mean, for us going south, it's like, all right, we're, it's we're already, we're already yeah. through Tennessee. Yeah. yeah it's cool. nothing. Yeah. It's super thin, but it's really yeah. long. Yeah. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. It's like yep. Kate, Kate, Kate <laughs> Cove or whatever the hell it's called. Kate's Cove. Kate's Cove. <laughs> There was a whole but, uh, lot of well, that's good. You had a good that one. Yeah, all kinds of inspirational quotes and fake <laughs> oh fake my. pictures up oh. in Cades Cove State. Dude, yeah. I should have taken some fake pictures like of that girl. Like I could, I could she only was imagine us the stage icon, photos. Like, straight fucking <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, that's, that's and like, awkward. Like, so you had f- a good time. Yes, we had a really good time. Oh, and I want to say something else about fucking down there. And it's not just specific to them, but I saw several flea markets, like Tent City flea markets. And they're not flea markets. They're like fucking... There's dealers and vendors set up in there. Yeah, they're like fucking eBay and fucking Amazon rejects or something. Dude, it's such a... That is like the biggest tourist trap ever. Oh, it's awful. I, I did that same thing in West Virginia somewhere. I was driving through. Actually, it was in Virginia. I was almost in Tennessee. Same deal. Mm-hmm. Big flea market. Indoor yeah. flea market. I'm like, oh, the weather's kind of shit. I'm not in a hurry. Let me pull over and look. It was like somebody stole a box truck from Walmart yep. and then in the 1990s. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was like all that crap. It, it is. like, oh, my God. So I typically stay away from... Like, you can see those. Yeah, but I want to see people set up in the back of their truck and all that and, shit. And that's what this had, too. It right. had all sorts of tents outside all yeah. the way around the building. I'm like, all right, I'm not even going inside because that's the shit. I, like, I've been burned enough on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even the outside motherfuckers had all of that shit, like fucking belts and bandanas and fucking... Crap. Like, just total crap. You can buy... You don't get Nike, you get like Noki. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get Reebok, you get like Weebok. You get like random weird Chinese uh, sun sunglasses like, for days. Yes, pants, and they're pants. two dollars. Oh, they're fucking and you awful. You can buy five sunglasses for you know, you know uh, eight bucks or whatever. It's seriously, just like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I got, I was fucking pissed about that. Um, Flea markets are so much fun though, like the good ones. Oh, like dude. that's one thing I look forward to in the summer is like going mm-hmm. to like a real good like I did that up in um, New York when I went to Jimmy's got a flea market by his house. It's every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And those people come out of the woodwork for this thing because it's it's once a week, but it's only on Sundays, no Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So it's just one day only. And man, this place is like jam packed. 
And when we were up there, it had just opened. I think it was like the first or second weekend that it had been open, and it was packed to the gills. So what's that? What's that um, one? It's either in like New York or Connecticut or New England or the elephant's trunk or something. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I've heard of that too. I don't. I think that's in New York City somewhere. New York I City. I know yeah, that. Yeah, it's um, in Manhattan or something. I don't know. One of one of the East Coast boys will shout us out and tell us what that is. I can't remember what it is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There is also one in Connecticut that's very big. That's like a huge outdoor, but that, that's a lot, also mm-hmm. a lot of vendors and antique dealers. But the I think mm-hmm. the one you're talking about, the trunk one, is like just everybody comes out of the woodwork with all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Barry from Old Tape, he's he always goes to that one and posts some like crazy oh, good that, pictures. That is Monger's Market. So that is no, like he does. I know he does both, but he, oh, okay. he specifically talks about uh, I got things you. the elephant trunk. But yeah, like that dude is always on the fucking. Hook, I want to go to uh, Monger's Market. Well, he's from up there too. Yeah. But I want to go to Monger's Market. Everybody shouts that out. That's uh, by our buddy Paul Pinto's place, and uh, Zep goes there a lot. But I want to get my ass over there because it's industrial salvage. It's old tools. Mm-hmm. It's like all the cool shit. And apparently the prices are right because everybody leaves with something when they when they go there. Everybody buys right. stuff. So I want to a check couple, that place out. And that's in Connecticut as well. A couple of years ago, whenever Britt and I were traveling with her work, we were up in – I forgot the name. Of, I don't know how to pronounce the town that, that he lives in. It's like Maranek or something. It doesn't matter. Um, they're all fucking weird names. Up Watching there. you try to pronounce something is the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Merrimanek or Merrimanek. Uh, I don't Mer- fucking know. Okay. <laughs> well, we were in his fucking town, and I right. sent him a message on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, yo, I'd love to swing by and and check out your shop." And he and he got back to me. He's like, "I don't have a shop. All this shit's just in my living room. What are you yeah. talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. organized chaos. I got some fucking trails through my That's house crazy. or something. Isn't it funny? You see pictures of somebody's stuff and you're like, you think they have this big shop and they're like, yeah, uh, that's in like my one car garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I've been to places like that. Man, I'd love to see all your anvils and vices. Uh, they like roll open the one car garage like, wait, what? <laughs> I Have you ever some been to are... Phil's house? I've never been to Phil's. I have been to my buddy Alex, for, which is Vice for Vices in Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And for the longest time, he was in a townhouse and had the tiniest little garage. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to suck in your gut to get in the door. It was that yeah, freaking – it was get that it, small. Boy. But he would always take photos, and it made it look like it was in this big setting. And oh, I went funny. to his house one time to buy a surface grinder, and he's just got this little tiny garage. Like, even if you put a car in there, there was barely enough room to get out of the car. <laughs> but, no, that's great, though. I love that people make tiny spaces work for them because I, I'm not – I got to, like – I want to stretch the hell out and have all this big shit. Yeah. I, I could never – when we were looking at houses, I remember telling my wife, there is no fucking way that I'm buying a townhouse. For yeah, one, yeah, yeah. I'm not living right where my wall is connected to somebody else's wall because that's True. just going to be a problem. <laughs> you know, and then the garage situation <laughs> is non-existent. Some townhouses, you can get a park on the street. Fuck that shit. You know, Vintage Axe Works actually started. Why do you talk in third person like that? Everybody asks me why you do that. Just say you started in a townhouse. Well, Vintage Axe three people here. It's just you and me. Well, Vintage Axe Works is you. 
Well, it's a it's a business entity. Anyway, go ahead. You started at a townhouse. I started in a townhouse, yeah. and I had a uh, um, it was a a miter saw stand with a piece of plywood bolted to it, and I found a Chinese a blue Chinese vice for yeah. five five bucks at a local uh, yard sale, and that's how. That's, what that's I how you working. started the empire. Mm-hmm. The that's empire. how Ben and Jack's works got started. Speaking of starts, I'm a um, my friend uh, Matt. I always feel like I'm shouting out my friends. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. It's oh, our show. Let's, we can do let's be let's be my straight. Buddy, you Matt don't have Harris, friends. You have acquaintances. Have I have acquaintances. No, Matt, <laughs> Matt Harris, Aaron Ayler, two of my best friends in the world. But Matt Harris just put up. Um, he bought two. So if you guys remember I posted like five anvils the other day. He oh, bought yeah, yeah. three of the five for his show. What? Yeah. So he just put up a YouTube video. I want those guys to keep making content because they have an amazing shop. They do incredible, incredible architectural ironwork. And they just put up a video of me coming and delivering the new uh, anvils to them. And I'll actually be at his shop again this week uh, Jeez, to, Louise. to deliver more stuff to him. So he's a big supporter of what I do. And um, we're going to have him on the show. That was yeah. all going back to um, having uh, starts, like where mm-hmm. you all started, where everybody started, because there was this misconception in the blacksmithing world about how he got started. And I'll let him tell oh, the okay. story. And cool. it's a it's a really interesting, uh, you know, down home, like grassroots start, just like sure. you were saying with the miter yeah. saw and the Chinese vice. And yeah. he has a very similar um story to that where he started with nothing and now he's got a shop that every blacksmith in the country is envious of and he's doing this mm-hmm. incredible ironwork and he's got an amazing team of people um drew and uh jared and his wife heidi are all cranking this amazing business out so i can't wait to have him on the show and uh maybe that'll be sooner than later because i'm going to see him this week and maybe we can set yeah. that up to make it. happen before because blade is in uh this will air end of may this week and blade will be the following week yep mm-hmm. so sorry i'm gonna miss like all you fuckers nine. at blade but it's okay you're not just come see me i'm not really at all honestly because <laughs> what i can do is go to this event that's local to me and then take my boat out the same day so oh god <laughs> i can't do that in georgia fuckers <laughs> <laughs> but so, um you, yeah, do you know how liberating it was for me? Because whenever I moved from Washington State, from the yeah. townhouse to here, I still yeah. – that's that's what I started off with. I think with. peeing off your front porch is one of the best things. Yeah, so that's nice. But also yeah. just being able to throw away that blue Chinese vice in the dumpster whenever I oh, finally yeah? – Seriously. Yeah. Um, it was I know exactly a, what mice you're talking about. Yeah, like everyone had it. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure yeah. Ben Snewer still uses one. <laughs> <laughs> Only the finest china in the Snewer shop. He's like, it's blue. I got to have it. It's blue. I got to have it. It matches my shirt. <laughs> Jesus. So oh, speaking of blue, did you see that freaking uh, Fader-inspired uh, epoxy hatchet that I just posted up today? You're looking like I have. you have no idea. I thought we went over this that i unfollowed you weeks ago (laughs) you fuck face so if you could send me a photo (laughs) i'm gonna send you a because i have no idea what you're talking about but let's talk about it fader inspired axe yeah okay so i sent him a message a couple weeks ago and i was like hey Uh man do you you mind if i do a, a fader knives inspired piece and he was like no not at all that'd be cool um so i was scrolling through his feed and 
he does a really like oh, and you you talked oh, about oh, this. Oh. Yes, yes. His color combos. Yes. Uh, and I love the fucking blue with the chartreuse, you know, just that lime green color. Um so I just threw something together and I was able to take it out of the mold whenever I'm I came looking back. at it right now. It's beautiful actually. And that's going to go on is that um one of the is it like a hatchet handle? Yeah, it's just a 12-inch hatchet handle, so I'm going to shape Wait, that. Wait, did I actually and... call that the right thing? It's actually a hatchet handle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to correct me. No. I'm actually learning something. Oh, my God. No. Don't give yourself Wait, any fucking credit. Is that credit. the same as a half hatchet handle? Um, or is a half hatchet just the name of the head? A half hatchet's the name of the head. I'm a fucking idiot then, because yeah, I thought that are. was like a handle. Okay. No, it looks really good. Shout out to shout out to Jeff. Jeff's the greatest, isn't he? Uh, Jeff he does had, some. Um, yes, he Jeff does some amazing work. Guys from Modern Forge on the Full Blast podcast. Mm-hmm. It, it was his to celebrate one year, fifty-two weeks. He said no fucking around. He put out an episode every week. Had his chest all puffed out, like <laughs> look at me, dude. Shout out to Jeff. He's the best. <laughs> you gotta fucking you gotta listen to that episode. There is a point in that episode. That'll almost make you piss yourself. It really? It is the funniest damn episode with three of my friends, Jesse Savage, uh, Cliff Dufton, and John Ariani. And it is goddamn hilarious. I will it is definitely hilarious. listen to it. Everybody has to listen to it. Go listen to the Full Blast podcast. And the next episode, he's having Nico Tavernisi on, which is the guy that he originally started podcasting with, The Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. And he's been on there a few times, right? I think just once I think he's been on there. But anyway... He's the guy that photographs all the movie stars and shit when they're on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's hilarious. I think I think both of their, the stories they tell together yeah. from mm-hmm. when they were I don't know. I can't wait for that episode too. But he always gives us a plug on his podcast and I'm very much appreciative of that. He's a great dude. I love Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Jeff. Can't for, wait till uh, Makers Camp, man. Right? Maker's uh, Camp, October, Columbus Day weekend. I know Blade's coming, but we're not all going to be at Blade. Everybody's yeah. going to be at Maker's Camp. The well, Blade the, guys are going to be there, the, the metalworking guys, the wood guys. So um, what what big events do you have, you personally, before Maker Camp? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. Honestly, I'd have to talk. Honestly, I oh, don't God. care if there's anything between uh, mm-hmm. June and July, because... Uh, June and July, as you well know, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know me, I usually shut the hell down and live on the boat for a couple weeks. Yeah, I do. So me and my wife go out to an island, and we literally stay out there six, seven days out of the week. So and you turn real red, a real, real, real ugly shade I did of a red. Real nice lobster red to me, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I love it. See, so I'll do a bunch of fishing, but no, I don't. Um, there's some stuff in September. Uh, that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Shit, what is in September? There's a bunch of stuff in September, too. So um, I think pretty much the summer, everything's kind of like whatever, which is great because mm-hmm. everybody needs to get the hell outside, get some fresh air, get back. Let's get yeah. back to a sense of normalcy and just let people kind of like ramp up to the fall and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm cool with doing nothing over the summer as far as. Um, events and shows go but i know september and october are loaded with things um there's going to be a get together at the cma which is the center for metal arts in september mm-hmm. um we got makers camp there's going to be other oh in august is going to be another hammer in at the black thorn they're doing a timber in in july what? 
with Justin Dietrich, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to be basically starting to assemble the um, pavilion that he designed uh, for Makers Camp. It's going to be all timber frame construction. He's actually a teacher out in – I'm sorry, Justin, if I get this wrong. I think it's Indiana. But, yeah, so that will be cool. So there is a couple things going on during the summer um, that I may or may not be going to, but um, it all depends on if I have money for my uh, gas for my boat. <laughs> fishing bait <laughs> i am working on a sculpture right now that i'm really pumped up about i really? came back from the do show. tell just all jacked re- i yeah i came back like ready to work on something man so i just like said for the next three days i'm not doing any orders i'm not answering anybody's questions about can you make this can you make that i just got in the zone and just started making this thing that i had in my head this idea for this crazy planter that's gonna like like it's going to be awesome. I'm digging it right now. I'm super in the zone. So, uh, tomorrow's like my last official day in the shop. Then I got to go on a road trip with a friend of mine. Jeez. And then, uh, look yeah. at you. Busy, man. I'm feeling good. Summer's here. It's getting hot. Let's I really, go, baby. I really wish fucking blade show was in the spring or the fall. Like being in Atlanta. Is it, is it in super June? Hot? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking miserable, dude. But do they keep, I'm assuming it's in a convention center. Yeah, but just walking, you know. It's so fucking hot because there's so many people. Yeah. Quit breathing all my air. Seriously. (laughs) It's so fucking packed. There's not enough AC for everybody. Loading in, loading out, and then, like, the hotel rooms across across the fucking highway. And there's, like, a sky bridge and bullshit stuff. Uh, So. It's just it's it'll just be a good time hot. though. Quit bitching about the oh, heat. You I, sound like a seventy-eight-year-old. I know. I do. Complaining about so, the weather. Go have a good time. Go meet people. Let well, people see how short you really are in person. It's true. So I I'm like on the final push. I don't know. I think I've got like twenty pieces that I'm taking. Dang. And I don't. I got to work on some fucking leather. I think I everybody. Put, you know what's funny is they canceled Blade last year, obviously for COVID, mm-hmm. and. Everybody now, they had an extra year, <laughs> but in, in, you know, just like maker fashion, let's wait till the last month. Uh, yep. Shit. That's, <laughs> we just wrapped. Oh, that's another thing. We can't talk about the project. Uh, I've said it before, but that project that I said we can't talk about should be released at the end of this month. Oh, thank so, goodness. Yeah, I'm super proud of that. And um, the video is all done. Uh, as far as shooting is all done. We just wrapped that right before I left to go to to the blacksmith show and then matt's working on the edit right now and working with the company and it's going to be a really good thing but he now projects are cleared for the channel for the youtube channel mm-hmm. uh for those of you that don't know because i still had people that weren't making the association that uh me and the guys work on the same channel they were like yeah where have i seen you before are you out oh on, my you God. on youtube like that kind of shit and i'm like well these guys at my shop, they have a YouTube channel, and I you know, did a lot of promotion for the YouTube channel, which was awesome because they already knew them and didn't know that they had branched off of that other channel and started their own thing. That works. Ah, okay. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye on that works for the new project that is really damn cool. And um, so his he, he's pretty much got an open schedule now until mm-hmm. Wade, and he has been here every single day even today which he said he wasn't going to come in he's out there working on his blade show project and it looks fucking phenomenal so wait because he's said guys these knife guys and sword guys they gotta have one big banger right yep you gotta mm-hmm. have one shazam yep. knock it out well, of the park well it's funny that you say that because brandon was like so like 
what, what's, what's your, your big, what's your piece? what's your big yeah. what's your big piece yeah, for the what's year your piece yep and you're and, like uh all of them <laughs> no <laughs> they're no, all like, bangers the, clearly the the skull go, we'll see see um here at vintage axe works um, go fuck we, yourself <laughs> We only produce the highest quality, so every single well, that's true. goes out the door is actually that's true too. It's the best banger. It's, it's the, best the best one ever. I mean, but why no, would you uh, why would you buy another axe by someone else? I mean, right. come on. I think uh, Ilya's down to the final moments on putting his together. Which, if you guys aren't following Slavic Smith and seeing this crazy engraved, yeah. ridiculous sword that he's doing, um, you know his stories are kind of hard to watch. But he's Russian. What do you want me to do? We can't. You know, I've tried to help him. He, that's just the way he is. <laughs> No collusion. No collusion, comrade. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Matt's, Matt's wrapping up the final details on his, which is looking kick-ass. I can't wait to see it all done. Um, you know, it's just like anything. It looks like nothing until all the parts yeah, come together. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, wow. It's like, damn. Thing. So, yeah, go say hi to my boys. Go say hi to Roy. Go say hi to Matt and Ilya. Go say hi to Evan. Anybody, you know, go support. That's what it's all about, right? We're yeah, all absolutely. basically just trading money with each other. You, you know, buy my shit, I yep. buy your shit, and then we mm-hmm. just trade money. You know, that, that's what you know it is. what I'd like to do? Just not make shit. Let's just trade money. <laughs> I don't want to make any more fucking hammers. <laughs> not everybody starts saying to me at the show, oh, I'll see, because the last post I did, I see you're making axes now. No, I'm not. Don't even start. I'm oh, not making shit. axes. I made two axes, one for the giveaway, and then Jeremy wanted another one. So right. I'm making two. That's it. I'm not making any more axes right hey, now. Hey, speaking of those, are they in the mail yet? No, I spoke to them today. They're actually going in the mail uh, this week sometime. And I'm supposed to take those to fucking Blade Show? No, I don't think so. If oh. you were supposed to do that, I didn't know about that. No. I don't know about that. Okay. No, he said no rush. Oh, so. okay. And yeah. speaking of fucking axes, you sent yeah. me a video over the weekend, and it's just you walking around in, in front of a blue tarp full of fucking axes and you yeah, didn't they were, say anything they were, they were uh, so just, i thought in the video you could see the prices no i because, couldn't see oh, shit they, they were ridiculous oh they were ridiculously overpriced and the guy told me i can't do anything on those prices those are my neighbor's axes i'm like well you're gonna take them back to your neighbor because oh, you're God. at a blacksmith show and they're all priced way too high for anybody to show any interest so Needless to say, he had every single one of those axes on the first day. He also had them on the last day. Are you serious? Really? <laughs> yeah. Just rolled them up and took them yeah. home? Yeah. Yep. Because they were all ridiculous. I think his cheapest axe was $180. What? Yeah. And they were all on like original handles and just like beat that, up. I wouldn't pay $180 for that whole goddamn stack of them. I wouldn't have paid $180 for any of them either. But, you know, I'm not an axe guy. What do I know? Holy crap. Are you serious? Yeah. That's yeah, nuts, so, man. Like you said, there was neighbor stuff, so. Goddamn, but yeah. Jack's works just fucking, you know, just jacking up prices. Jacking everywhere. up You're changing, you're single-handedly, mm-hmm. Vinny Jack's works is single-handedly changing the market. Um, you know, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that before. I've heard people whining about that. Have you? No, you're fucking. Fucking, fucking whiny bitches. Shut up. Anyway. I think this will be maybe our second to last episode before Blade. I hope everybody has an amazing time at Blade. Again, go say hi to Matt and Ilya. Go say hi to Roy. Go support my guys, man. That's um, it. You got oh, anything else? I need to actually talk to Matt about my mill. Has he said anything to me? Oh, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants your mill. He Like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he wants your mill, yeah. Are, well, you driving, to... are you driving to Blade? Yeah, Brandon's coming down. 
and then we're loading up my car, and then he and I are driving down together like we did Wait, two Brandon... years ago from Whiskey River. Oh, I didn't know he goes to Blade. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, well so it's like kind of double duty for him. He helps me out, and then he, okay, wears, okay. he wears a shirt. It's like you can't have I got you. two yeah, vendors yeah, yeah. at one table, but yeah, he just yeah. wears a shirt and then just walks around. Gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha. Shakes hands and passes okay. out stickers. Hell so he's yeah. helping me out. Maybe my wife will come down on Saturday. I'm not real sure. How um, far is that from you? Because it's like 10 hours from us. No, it's like six for me. Oh, it's that's, not that. not, that's not bad. It's just straight down 75. So, yeah. yeah, it's not bad at all. But I need to talk to him. Yeah, and see said, if you want him to load the load the mill yeah, up. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take the mill. Yeah, I'll um, say something to him. I'll say something to him. I'll let you know. I'll text you. Why the hell are we talking about this? <laughs> if we don't have anything else, um, if you're interested in the uh, Blacksmith Field or Western Maryland uh, show, which is going on the same time as Blade, and you're on the East Coast, West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Delaware, contact me, Mount Phillip Metalworks on Instagram. I will get you all the information. I will be there. It's going to be a hell of an awesome time. And um, if not, go to Blade, have fun, and uh, see Roy and scream Axe and Iron Podcast. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh yeah. You got anything else? You got any shout outs? You got any shameless plugs? You want to do any of that shit? Are you running any show specials? Am I running? No, they're actually overpriced. Everything is overpriced. At the so if, if you want to come to my booth, my you table. You said that was such a <laughs> No, actually, actually, I jacked the price up a hundred dollars on everything. To pay I will take today. all of your fucking dollars. There you Anyone go. that wants to come see me. Yes, I will have some specials on some T-shirts Sweet. and I've got some run of the mill, uh, just daily user pieces that Don't I have. Don't buy his T-shirts. They're gray. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have a whole mix of things and it should be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't Hell know yeah. if I'm going to take the Jeff Vader piece or not. I might do something special with that, right but, but it does, it's a knife inspired hatchet and everyone awesome. knows Jeff. So I might just take it just to show off. Hell yeah. All right. I think that's, All right, that's it. it. Wrap it up. That's bitch. a wrap on the Axe and Arm Podcast. <laughs> <Just> fucking idiot. <laughs>